Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Cuzzo Op, where you have two cousins, one podcast, endless entertainment. I'm your host for this episode, Willie. And as usual, we got... Hi, V. Isaiah here, ready to roll, excited to be here. And today, we have a special guest with us. You've heard his name before. He asked us a question during the Q&A episode. And then uh, I'm going to just let him introduce himself. I told y'all y'all would get to know him. So here he is. Now, nah, F all that, bro. My best friend. Really glad this man is here. Now you can go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Um, it's the one. It's the only. Uh, some of y'all know me as Locke. Some of y'all know me as Steve. But uh, my name is Stephen Locke. And I'm uh, just glad to be here. I'm a big fan of the show, podcast. Been listening. Been tapping in. Um, and I just want to, you know, further the conversation you feel me so thank you for having me absolutely bro glad to be here and we're glad that this is the topic we're diving into because tonight willie i think this is going to be one of our most like diverse conversations i mean i would assume so because we just bringing our opinions here onto this this very special topic and i know all three of us are very opinionated people and so i'm, I'm excited for the energy that this episode will hopefully bring heck yeah bro it's perfect. Copy. Well, this episode is about trailers. We all see them, you know, different types of trailers that are out there. I know everybody has a favorite or people might talk a little bit smack about some, you know, whether it be television shows, movies, video games, uh, CGI trailers, remake trailers, gameplay trailers, all types of trailers. That's what we're here to discuss. And we're going to be picking apart some that we feel like deserve to be. We're going to be talking about what criteria we think deserves. Like what a tra- when a trailer deserves to be good, labeled as good, when they be labeled as bad. So, Absolute, man. And I think trailers, trailers are the front door or a window into all of the different things we talk about here at Kuzawap. You know, they're across each of the mediums of entertainment. They are the door to entertainment. How many trailers have you seen that have then caused you to go see a film or watch a TV show or go play a game? Um, They're a big deal. I'm one of those guys that I like to show up 15 minutes early to the movie to make sure I get to see them trailers. I need every single minute, every single minute. Stop the cap. That's not cap. That's real, bro. I got to be there. Stop the cap. I like to see them. Even if I have seen them, I've probably seen them on my phone. So being able to see them on the big screen, there's something to that. Have you been seeing those trailers lately where they have like a window and it's like a small version of the of the screen and there's like movies like this aren't supposed to be seen on such a small screen. And then they expand it to the full ratio of the theater. And you're just like, dude, it, at the end of the day, certain things have to be seen on a movie screen, bro. Yeah, to your point about things being enjoyed more on the big screen, I think that's definitely true. A few weeks ago, they brought back Return of the Jedi from 1983 to theaters. And I was able to see it in theaters for the first time ever. And it's by far my favorite viewing experience of that movie. So it's crazy the magic that a movie theater can do. Yeah, man. But I'm also I'm also that guy in theaters ready to watch the trailers and everything. Because if a movie looks trash on a big screen, why would I come and see it, you know? Talk about it. You got to know. Definitely. Definitely. I agree by that rule of thumb for sure. 
All right. I mean, to to very simply put it, I want to tackle this. I want to tackle a few things. First, the the probably the hardest conversation of this entire thing, the television show trailers. Um, the reason why I say that is because you have some shows that by season three, they got their dedicated fan base and they don't need the trailer. And so the season three trailer, is that enough to convince you to catch up? Or is the season one trailer enough to get you on board? So are there any television show trailers that you guys think represent the I'm good, I'm going to stay away from that? Or has there ever been a television show trailer that has pulled you in even in like late game television? Mm, dang, that's a deep question, bro. Yeah, that, I'm not going to lie. That, that's, that, I didn't expect you to... Because um, mm, you know ads are like... Television ads are layered, bro. Especially for TV shows. Like we're seeing them in between other shows. We're seeing them on like social media spots. We're seeing them on like 30 second cuts in the movies. Like the the... The biggest, I'll just jump off with it. My initial choice was Atlanta. Like those runs of trailers, like those little TV spot ads, because that's really all I can think of. Um, Just based off the visuals and the way like they kind of bring you into that abstract world that, you know, the show takes us through. They give you enough where it's like quick cuts some seasons or it's slow or it's lots of wide pans out with the drone shots and stuff. Kind of like, disorienting you but also bringing you in so like atlanta definitely for like oh yeah i'm about to watch this season i don't know what's going on but i'm watching you (laughs) absolutely yeah no that makes mad sense (laughs) for sure for sure it's hard man i mean hearing you say that i'm like dang i don't know i don't i don't know i just know that like these days TV shows feel more cinematic and more like movies than ever, obviously with streaming services and stuff. And so I think the quality of TV trailer has gone up, in my opinion. I think back in the day when we was just straight up off the cable, them trailers was garbage. Were there even trailers? (laughs) I remember back 2008, they would have like the random season finale trailer. And that's where you fell in love with like Cad Bane and stuff. So they had them, but they basically showed the whole episode, which is something that we'll definitely be talking about because trailers be too much sometimes. Yeah. I, and I think TV, they got limits. They got limits. Like, if you're not HBO, like, when I think about TV trailers, you could say, like, Game of Thrones trailers were extremely cinematic for each season or, like, mid-season finale. Um, or think about, what's the other show? Um, <clears throat> Deadwood the old Western show on, on HBO. Again, extremely cinematic. Like, didn't know if it was going to be TV. Didn't, Sopranos, those trailers for, for their TV runs. Westworld. Westworld. Oh. <laughs> Even, yo, I'm not going to hold you though. Even The Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead had some pretty good trailers. The Walking Dead had some pretty knockout trailers. I'm not going to lie. The and they time. were they were the type of show that made me want to, yeah, see like, that's the other thing, right? Like a trailer can be something that causes you to jump into the world of a show. But sometimes these shows have games. Sometimes these games have movies. So a trailer is so impactful these days, bro. Definitely. 
the hearing Steve talk Walking Dead, and I was like, I'm not going to jump in the show. I'm too late. But I'll play the crap out of these Telltale games. I'll jump 100% into this world. And I know trailers are part of why. Oh, yeah. And they bodied it. With, with, with television, lately, I noticed people picking up the habit of they'll take all the, the footage from whatever trailer has released. And then as those scenes appear in the television show, they'll be like, here's how much we have left. And there are some shows where the first two episodes, you're done. You don't know what you, the rest of it is. You have some shows where even to the finale, you're still taking stuff from that. So what do you think is, is the better route to go? Do you think it's better to craft the trailer using early footage or just throw it all in to, to bring people to your television show? I think early footage, man. I think early footage and then recap footage. I don't I don't think you should spoil. I, I think that's I'm still on the other side of the spectrum of it being too much. There's a lot of trailers that do too much. And um as much as like you said earlier, I want to know if I should come see this in the movies. I don't need to know how the dang story concludes for, for me to figure that out. I can know off of just the beginning scene. So I stand on that point. I think Stuff that doesn't spoil the end needs to be in trailers. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree with that, and I and I know I'm I'm gonna go on record saying this, and I'll die on this hill. Um, to be honest, trailers nowadays they tell everything. Like, let's just keep it tall. They tell everything. I feel like now trailers are butchered. Like, when I think about the last trailer I saw, like that really kind of stuck me the wrong way was uh. Oh, oh, Babylon, Babylon. Right before the trailer starts, there's like this little quick cut of shots and then they start the trailer. And when they started doing that, that was when I knew trailers are no longer for like the quality of inviting you into something, but for the purpose of keeping you entertained or engaged on a flashy sense. And so sometimes you have to give your best scenes these quick cuts in these trailers that we get and by the time we get through the trailer, we're like, do I even want to see the movie? <laughs> you know, and I only believe in late cuts if you're going to scatter them in an abstract way, in an intriguing way. So, like, I'll just segue into mine real quick. Perfectly, you know, my movie trailer for sure, or at least my one of my personal favorites, has got to be the Moonrise Kingdom trailer. Um, 2012, Wes Anderson, The Big Goat. Um, I know I'm a little biased, but at the end of the day, if you take a look at that trailer, um, and I recommend everybody go look at the original trailer in high definition. It's the first thing on YouTube. It is one of my favorite trailers ever just because Wes has so much freedom with the shots and with what parts of the stories that he's telling enough to where if you've never seen the movie, you're immediately intrigued, but nothing is spoiled. And so these are these touch points throughout the movie that remind you of your intrigue, and so you keep following. And some people say that's too deep. It's not too deep, bro. That joint is, is art, dog. These guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Uh, any of Guy Ritchie's trailers are in my favorites immediately. Because he gets to, he shows you the fact that I'm about to flex on you with montages and time and the way my music ties to the time. My trail is just a, you just dipping your toe, bro. Like I got a lot come through, come, come for a swim. You know what I mean? I just saw the covenant this week. The trailer had nothing to do with the movie. It had so little. 
So I went in there and, and I didn't know what was going to happen, bro. It was so good. That's another reason why it's important. The experience of actually having the story unfold. That's the magic of the movie, of the TV show, of the game. Don't spoil that magic for me, bro. One trailer that sold me instantly and kept me excited for a movie up until me being in the theater was the original teaser trailer for The Batman. I don't know if you guys remember that. That starts with the tape going, sets up perfectly. And then to go in two years later with just that trailer in my head and the movie delivering, even though the trailer opens with something that takes place like 30 minutes before the movie ends, I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was just thinking about this is the story that unraveled. How do we get there? And it was just great. So that's a movie trailer that I think of constantly that its final product delivered. Yeah, it's fire. Because then on the flip side of movie-wise, you have things like The Suicide Squad from 2016, which that trailer had everybody in a death grip over that entire summer. And then when that movie dropped, it was terrible. Yeah, bro. That trailer is crazy. And, you know, I know I, I believe I read something somewhere that said because of how popular that trailer became that they hired the staff that edited the trailer and made them edit the movie, which you just can't do because then you get shit. That's terrible. What the frick? I didn't even know that was the case. And so that's what we got. We got shit. <laughs> like that's proof that yeah, you can make a great trailer, but sometimes a great trailer don't mean a great product. And I think where you can find that the most, unfortunately, is in the in the world of video games. Well, this is where we get into the conversation of games because trailers are obviously one thing; they're compact. But then E three are these uh, in conferences like Summer Game Conference, the Video Game Awards, trailers are a part of the show. And so it's like sometimes there's playthroughs or demos that feel like they're part of a trailer or a trailer experience. Um, and I think like Cyberpunk 2077, it, it had a trailer that grabbed the attention of the masses. Like and it was the it was a crazy moment in gaming because it had everybody in a headlock. Everybody was like, "I gotta try that." I knew people who didn't even play video games that like knew about that trailer because it just went it went viral. It was like the most wanted game for a minute, but then the game was trash. <laughs> the story was beautiful, but the game was the biggest flop in gaming history. On, on a production, on launch. It was crazy. It was like they set such insane expectation with this insane promotional work and starting with this trailer and they couldn't keep up with it. It reminded me of that EA Live, bro. Like EA Live when they came back that one year trying to kill 2K. You know, you bringing up Cyberpunk brings up a great point. I think they failed in a huge aspect that many trailers for video games especially often do. And that's releasing trailers too early. Cyberpunk released their original trailer in 2013. And when did that game come out? 2020. Why? Why release something before it's even begun pre-production? This is like an announcement trailer and that's what you're going to do. 
I, I'm starting to get to the point where I don't want a trailer for something unless it's within at least two years of it being released. I feel that, bro. But, you know, that could have also been a matter of, like, production itself went longer than they thought that it would because they ended up making something bigger than I think they expected too. So it's like seven years happened, but it's not the only game that has situations like that. There are games that are, you know, in, like Dead Island. Dead Island is a great story. But you, I know you're going to cover Dead Island, so let me not even go there, but that's a great example. It is just the case of maybe produce these trailers when you're further along in the production process so that the trailer you are releasing doesn't have people forever just holding on. But then it also, like, you could deliver a trailer that's in accordance with your actual product versus... But I think the, I think the sad part about it, though, is you got to also kind of look at these things contextually. Like, yes, we pay money for games. Yes, we deserve a product that's finished. Yes, if you're going to put something out as a development company, you need to stand on that. You need to stand on business, simply. I agree with that 110%. But, but certain IPs, especially Cyberpunk being the game that it is, tabletop, the lore that it has, creating the world that they were creating. Because when Edge Runners gave it that revitalization and people jumped back into the lore and they jumped back into the secret places to find and the missions and the callbacks and the, the nuance and the murder mysteries and the different caveats of development for the character that kind of play out like a tabletop game in its origin, you realize that they were taking on a mammoth job. And I think after creating a mammoth, they thought they could, you know, then with Witcher 3, like that, that's an odyssey in and of itself. That is a love letter. Word. Like that is a beautiful piece of work as a, as a video game. But then to take on something that is not a game and turn that into another one, like another masterpiece, is very difficult. They bit off more than they could chew. I mean, I get it. I just still think that these companies could, like, relax a little bit before releasing their trailers. Like EA dropping their uh, their Star Wars uh, choice decision game. And then at the end of the trailer being like, we're not even in production yet. This is just the trailer that lets you know that we're going to start production within the next three years. Like, we don't need that. Cyberpunk 2077 dropped their trailer before Witcher 3 even released. Like, oh, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. But you got to also understand that trailers tra- trailers are also the the way that people get investment. They get production investment. So it's like these trailers generate hype, you know? So people seeing the, like the Deadpool trailer dropping when, when Ryan Reynolds leaked it, quote unquote. <laughs> like, I think like that trailer production was so far along down from that point. You know what I mean? It wasn't even a concept. It wasn't even greenlit. It was just a, it was a, it was a concept actually. And so then that thing created enough of a hype that people wanted to back money behind it so that Fox then created the movie. So I think that's the other reason why sometimes these games do that. There must be some level of like promotion that they need to do to get the game across the line. I mean, I think we're in a different era now because look at all of these games that are now coming out and they're just doo-doo compared to the things that it looked like they were going to be. And people are starting to get fed up with waiting forever for these games when they are announced 
eight years ago. People are getting sick of waiting and then getting nothing for their time and their investment. You know what I mean? Well, I think I think there's an onus though that needs to be taken on in relation to the customer, the consumer. Because I'm gonna be real with you, like. The corniness of, oh, you got to vote with your dollar. You got to make decisions with your dollar. It sounds very cliche. It sounds very anti-consumer. But the truth of the matter is, especially with the gaming industry, they respond to what we give them. And so if we say we'll accept a Call of Duty and it's not done, but the trailer is fire, they got Eminem on the track, and they got all these cool colors and explosions, but when we get the game, it's booty. And we eat that up, yum, 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 yum. and then next, next year they drop worse garbage, Super Garbo Supreme. And we eat it up, we eat it up again. We're telling them something, and so they're getting data, they're getting analytics. And I'm gonna be real with you, like, there's a level to marketing where there's a story to be told. Like with each IP, with each business, with each brand, they're trying to sell a story. So some of these brands are getting caught in the mud of these big corporations who are really trying to sell a story like cyberpunk dropping a little like window into what we're trying to do, but the witches on the way that's selling story for CD project, right? Cause they was on their way. I'm going to be real with you. I was looking at them for the next big game every time. Like naughty dog, like naughty dog. Because once uncharted four had dropped, I was like, I'm going to be real with you. I'm finished. Shorty stepped off the mat. She was like, I'm done. I'm not writing here no more. I can't remember the young, the, the, the woman's name. Amy. But when she stepped off, I said, oh, yeah. When Amy stepped off, I said, oh, yeah. I said, we coming to a close, my boy. We coming to a close. And that's okay. Good things must come to an end. CD Projekt Red had a story to build. And I think what they were trying to do was invest in their brand and invest in the story that they were building with the games that they put out. These other people, though... These other corporations, we got to stop responding. I really think we got to stop responding. I'm done pre-ordering off a trailer. It's never happening for me ever again. In fact, I think I'm going to... And the only, only places where I'll do it is like what Steve just said with somebody like Naughty Dog. Sony exclusives tend to come out and be really great and be really pristine. I'll pre-order those. But anything else, no trailer. It doesn't matter how good that John is. I'm not pre-ordering that shit no matter what. Yeah. And they they have a history of getting us in those moments too. Like like I'll be real with you. My my choice for for for, for the video game cinematically in that aspect for trailers was definitely Assassin's Creed Revelations. Fudge, that's mine too. I'm so tight. I mean, that's that's the one. I that's that's one of the three that I can think about where I'm like, that's it. That's that's but I'm saying that's that's the penultimate. Like that's it right there. That's it. That trailer, that trailer was peak. That joint was playing in AMC before the movies played. That joint was peak. And to get what we got... Revelations was good. What do you mean? I just... Even though the game is not up to standard, in my personal opinion, with what's come before it and the impact of the brand so far especially the impact of their trailer, they, they're, they're, there's more than just a hook on my wrist when I'm climbing a wall. My man's, is, my man's is at the end of his line, and you're talking about, let's give him a hook. That's, your character development is a hook. For what the trailer represents, I feel like it's a fantastic trailer because 
in order to compare it, right, what did that trailer really deliver to us? It showed us, number one, based on the song lyrics and how it matches up with Ezio, it's like, here's a character on the last of his journey. He's um, he's ready to be done, he, and he, but he's still fighting. And that's what that entire game is. Him telling people, like, I don't know why I'm here still, but I'm going to keep going until I find my purpose. And I feel like in terms of message, the trailer delivered on what the game was going to be thematically you know, um, versus one of the greatest trailers that I've ever seen, which unfortunately led to a product that was had basically no resemblance to what that original trailer was. Dead Island. Talk it, yo. Talk, Willie. That original Dead Island trailer with the little girl and the parents and all that. It's such a good trailer. And that game... Where is that game? Because it never came. It never came. Like, it was a cinematic trailer for a game. My opinion on CGI trailers and CG trailers is that their job is to introduce you to the feeling that you will get during the game. That's a good way to put it. Batman Arkham Origins has a CGI trailer that lays it out for you. You got assassins coming after you, and this trailer is essentially Deathstroke and Batman duking it out. That's the vibe of the game. It delivers that. Assassin's Creed Revelations, for better or for worse, it tells you what that game is going to be. You're a Grandmaster Assassin going in, killing everybody, and you know what you're doing, even if you might get messed up a few times. That's what that did. Dead Island tried to convince you that it was Telltale's The Walking Dead when it was really something completely different. Yeah, that's tough. You're right. Which is why when... Dead Island 2's trailer dropped in, like, 2014. And, by the way, the game just dropped in 2023. Ten years. It's like, I looked at that and I said, I know what y'all are about now. It's a cash grab. Mm. Although, the the Dead Island 2 at least looks like the game is has some sort of essence that the CGI trailer put out there. Because they didn't try to go somber, sad. No, they went energetic. They went, you know, they went a little crazy. So, but I, that game to me doesn't look great at all. I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you. The only people that, in my opinion, accomplished this with a with an S rank, it's gonna be Naughty Dog two thousand nine. It's gonna be that Uncharted uh, that 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 mm-hmm. that floor demo that that game demo. Uncharted 2 mm-hmm. specifically, when he's shooting through uh, that city in Tibet. I can't remember where. Nepal. Different. The way they... So now you're talking gameplay? I'm talking gameplay, but you have to understand, Uncharted is such a choice because half the time, we couldn't tell if this was the cutscene, if this was the game, and then the game would turn into the cutscene, then the cutscene would turn into the game. Beautiful. We was really... We was really... We was really doing it. So... And the amount of the amount of times that I played that game for the feel, for those quick highlight reels, word to word to word to my shorty Lord, you feel me? Like for those quick highlight reels, you know what I'm saying? I feel you, bro. I think at the end of the day, Uncharted, Uncharted, all the Uncharted, Uncharted Four's trailer's crazy. Um, Uncharted Three's trailer was they got trailers for days. Last of Us, bro, come on. Last of Us Last of Us 2 is actually the trailer for me, too. I put that down as well. That's my favorite. Last of Us falls into that category that you were talking about earlier, Isaiah. 
of yeah. when do we put things in the trailer that aren't in the game? And this goes for movies also when they put things inside of the trailers to say, here's, here's what we want you to think versus here's what actually is in it. And now this is a discussion like Hulk. Exactly. This is a discussion of, do we allow these companies to do that in order to keep what they really have a secret? Or do we want them to be honest in their trailers? The last of us two spoilers for the last of us two. If you haven't played it, the trailer features Joel in a lot of those scenes. But then when you play the game, it's Jesse because Joel got clipped 16 hours ago. Or, and so there are some people who are like, I understand because they had to, if they don't show Joel in the trailer, you know that it's happening. And so they have to change some things. But on the other hand, are you lying to your fan base? But, but can we be honest though? Can we be honest though? What if it's also, do the people who making trailers really know what they're doing? What really it lands at for me as well is like, I think what I love about gaming and how I see some of this conversation ending um, is these are creative choices sometimes too, man. And so that's where it's like, it's not a thin line of, I don't want you. Some of these decisions are creative, you know, the same way that, you know, they could create a completely, you know, a scene you won't actually play in the game, but it, like you said earlier, it gives the theme, the story, that the place that they want your head and your heart to be in when you go into the movie. Um, and for me, like, I love how Naughty Dog is good at that. So that, that being the case, I would see, I saw what they did with Joel and it wasn't like, let me write that off because it was a lie. It was just, it made sense in the world that they are often building. Um, a trailer's not going to overstep that. That would ruin everything for them. Um, in terms of what they want you to experience as the player. Example, my favorite trailer is The Last of Us Part Two, but when they did their E3 presentation and it went to the PlayStation Theater and they had everybody that was there to see PlayStation's performance leave the main auditorium to be in another auditorium that they built and it looked like a cabin and, and everybody's piled up into this cabin and it looks mad cozy and then the guy who plays the theme song on the violin. And then, bro, the screen goes, I mean, the whole room goes black and the screen goes black. And then the trailer starts. And then when the scene comes on, it looks like you're in the cabin and there's lights up and it's a piece of the game. And they just created this experience that set the stage for the trailer. And I was just like, yo. I've never seen that. They had to go back to the main room. They was just like, yeah, now we got enough clout that we're going to do this. This is what we need. And you know, that trailer brings us into gameplay because that was both a CG and gameplay trailer that mm. hit both. That might have been the first gameplay trailer. I think so. I think when she's going through the woods. Going through the woods, ending up on the highway, and then having that final showdown in the store. And what's beautiful about that is that the same way they passed off a live moment to the trailer, the trailer's CGI passes off into the game in a way that's very, in the gameplay, that's very cool. You know, she's doing this innocent thing and she's with her girl and she's feeling all loved and warm. And then you just see this switch to this dark, dirty, gritty Ellie killing people and just doing what she got to do. And you're just like, oh, y'all are playing with me. And then the flip back at the end, back to the innocence. You know, it was a fantastic trailer. Every trailer for that game was honestly just fantastic. In thinking of, like, gameplay, 
right? Because that game, by the time that game came out, it pretty much matches, right? And you can even play that entire sequence in the game. Like, that's not something they created just for a trailer. No, that is day two Ellie. That is in that game. And so, do you guys have any game gameplay trailers that you think you've loved? Because I have one that I can mention right now that's like, this is what happened when a company deliberately tries to lie to you. Why don't you start? You start. You start. So for that one, for, for the for the deliberately lying, and it's funny because I really actually enjoyed the game, even though the company lied. It's one of my favorite games. I know y'all might talk shit. Um, Watch Dogs compared that gameplay trailer mm-hmm. from the original to yes. the new. It is completely different. Mm-hmm. The rain, Almost, bro. Like it's just terrible how like they definitely did rendering or a lot of CG work to make it look like gameplay, but that is two completely different games. And so, as much as I love the game, I can't fault anybody for talking crap about it either because that was just terrible. Terrible. But they learned their lesson. And Watch Dogs Two trailer was one of my favorites. I will say that Watch Dogs Two, the whole branding of Watch Dogs Two was on point. Mm-hmm. And then something to give credit to uh, Santa Monica Studios because most of their gameplay trailers for God of War or even just their trailers have to be gameplay because of how they make their games. They do the one shot the entire game. So the only thing they can do is whenever they drop the trailer, it was pretty much gameplay. Yeah, I'd say that even in an honorable mention sense, not even just crazy. Rockstar with um, Red Dead 1 yeah. and 2, GTA, how they roll out, like, this is what's coming. like, And then they, like, you know, they flip the red and the black over the screen, and it's, like, multiplayer, like, livestock, hunting, fishing. Like, they take a very systematic approach to, like, this is what you're getting. This is when you're getting it. This is what you should be excited about. Like, the anticipation that builds with Rockstar especially behind their trailers and their content work. That Max Payne 3 was crazy. Max Payne 3 was a great example. Yo, my goodness gracious. I give a lot of credit to them because, for example, like GTA 6, right? Have they even announced GTA 6? Nothing. No. Man, apparently they got some dirty alpha leaks. Oh, they have. But I say credit to them, right? Because it's like they're doing what I think they should do. We all know it's coming. But we can't be bitching at them about it. Why? Because they haven't announced it yet. Yeah, I see what you're saying, bro. And so when they announce it, that's how you know things are really going to kick into gear because they're waiting. They're chefing. They're going to drop that trailer when the plate that they're putting out there is the plate that they're putting out there. Right. Rather than the plate that they want to put out there. Yeah, and that's the, you're talking about it, bro. You made your point, bro. You landed that. Oh, no. Nah, he's talking to y'all. Honey P. He's talking to you game developers heavy, yo. If I had a... Bro. Copy. Heard you big well. Heard you big well. One of my favorite gameplay trailers was Splinter Cell Conviction. 
I freaking love that gameplay trailer, bro, because it was the interrogation scene where he punches the guy and puts his head in the urinal. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And and then it's like, oh, will I get to do that? Yes. It's the first boss you find is the person from the trailer. It was so good, bro. That takes me back to like Xbox 360 days. There's a lot of games that did a great gameplay demos, great, great gameplay trailers. Gameplay, CG. I feel like they're both needed. It's just goes back to the conversation of when hmm. and how. When do you drop hmm. the CG trailer? How long after do you follow up with this? How long do you follow up with that? You know, how do you present it? You got Naughty Dog that intermixes the CG and the gameplay. You got some who do two and a half CG play trailers and then they drop the gameplay right before and that's a red flag. You know what I mean? Right. Then you got other games that just go gameplay all the way and then they don't do any CG trailer and it's like, damn, but you probably should have did one just to do the hype. It would have it helped me had the war. I would have had a different perspective entering into your world, you know? That's what they be forgetting, bro. And I love when little games are intentional about that because they know that the, the ability to tell a great story is what's going to make them stand out, not the mechanics. All right, so we're at the point of the episode now where it's like we got one genre left, one concept to talk about left, which is movie trailers. And we talked about it a little bit, but I want to hear your favorites. I just want to go straight for it. I think we'll fall into a pit of conversation just navigating through these these movies. Because I don't know about y'all, but I got two. I got two. So it's like I'm ready to jump in. What are your favorite trailers, movie trailers? Can you remember watching this movie trailer and being like, I mean, this is it? Number one, like I said, the Batman, that movie sold me on it. You know, when they casted Robert Pattinson, I was happy because I know that he's a great actor. I love Robert Pattinson. But I was still a bit wary of what the Batman movie could be. It had been a while since we got one. And so when that trailer dropped, all my small worries washed. And I was like, nah, that movie looks like it's going to be great. And then as we as we discussed... It was, but another trailer that stuck with me for a long time was Ready Player One. Dang, that's one of mine, Willie. You suck. And I only just watched Ready Player One a few weeks ago for the first time. Because when I originally went to watch it, it stopped 26 minutes in and never started again. Um, but I read the book, you know, and there's a magic to the book. And then that trailer felt magical. Mm. You know, with the with the come with me, the the, the remix of that, and the way it dived into the oasis and the grand like da na na, it was great. It was great, and so that trailer is one that also stuck with me. With I was listening to the to that trailer remix audio going to school and stuff. So those are two trailers that I think were great because it like it grabbed me and then it doesn't let go. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I have like four now because you said the two, one of the ones that I wanted to say, uh, I would say just off that notion, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy's first trailer. I love that trailer so much, bro. That's like soul food because because of the the, the song, like the, the movie itself was obviously fire. I remember the four of them standing in a lineup in jail, like. It was so good, um, but it like was a perfect ushering into that exact tone for the entire movie. I felt that the entire time. I used to listen to that soundtrack. We used to play that during like student activity events in college, like you know, like 
That was it. Um, my favorite movie of all time is Inception, and I love Christopher Nolan's yeah. trailers. Uh, we got to talk about that. Like Christopher Nolan's trailers are crazy. I watched Oppenheimer, oh, Oppenheimer's trailer on Tuesday, bro. And bro, it was so crazy in the theater. The new one that just dropped, bro. Seeing Robert Downey Jr. at the end, the oh man, this guy, bro, this is gonna be amazing. Yo, dog. Bro, that's a that's that day is a double hitter, man. I'm walking in from Barbie. I'm going from Barbie to Oppenheimer. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be a crazy day. Nah, that's crazy. Nah, July 21st is about to be crazy. I'm super pumped for that. Um, but yeah, uh, Inception is my favorite movie. Inception's trailers is insane. Love that trailer. I don't know if y'all remember it. Got to go back and watch it. It will pull you right back into that that dreamland, bro. It's crazy. And last but not least, it. You reminded me of another trailer. Christmas 2018, bro. When Us dropped, that trailer for Us. Yeah. Yeah. I got fire. I knew it. I was day one. I'm in there. I was in there. Continue. Yeah. Um, It. That trailer was crazy, bro. And it, it again, man, it, it set the tone, bro. I was scared right there. I was shook, but I was so intrigued too at the same time, which is the whole nature of the movie, right? Definitely. Yeah, so that would be my three. I know I said four before, but Willie stole mine. Ready Player One, special, special movie. I also felt like that trailer was crazy. That book is my favorite book. Um, I've read it like seven times. Um, I just feel like you could tell they were going to get it right. And that's amazing because it's not often that books make their way into movies well. And if we're talking about these trailers being the door, you know, the first time you get to see some of these adaptations is in trailer form, obviously. And I think that's right when you know you're going to be disappointed or not right from the beginning. So when they set the stage really well for that, and then we jumped into the movie, even with all the changes that they did in that movie, I was prepared because I knew that they were still going to get the heart of the film correct. And the trailer set the stage for that for sure. Yeah, you know, these, the thing about trailers is that everyone's going to like something different. But... Where we could all agree on is whether or not a trailer delivers on what a trailer is supposed to deliver on. And it is the feeling of what you are, what the product is. That is what it's supposed to be giving you. This is what our product is. Some have great trailers. Some don't. Some have great trailers for a shitty product. And some have shitty trailers for a great product. It's just the way it works. It's unfortunate sometimes, but... Absolute. So that being said, Steve, what about you, bro? Like, what's your favorites? Uh, I think I'm gonna stay up there. I'm gonna stand up there with um, <clears throat> Moonrise Kingdom as one of my favorite trailers still. Um, but second, I was thinking I had to take some time for real, for real, and just want to be a little controversial. Not too pleased with the movie itself, I'm, and I'm not sure which cut or which trailer exactly that it was that got me. Um, but it was Comet. Oh yeah, sheesh. I wasn't pleased with the ending based on when the movie was introduced to me via the trailer and what I was expecting and what I was hoping for. So, because of where I was at. I wasn't pleased with the movie, but the movie itself is a great movie. 
but I remember seeing the trailer and I think you actually put me onto it. And um, cause yeah, comment and about time, which also had a great trailer as well. Yeah, it did. Yo, you want to talk about like classic movie, um, like romance trailer, like the classic, like under the Tuscan sun, 2002 type vibe. Yeah. Like about time. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. the trailer set that tone for sure. <laughs> the trailer, yo, the trailer really set that tone. Yo, bro, what I tell you, elite gate, first of all, for all my brothers who's tired of the dating apps. He's tired. Yeah, watch that. I'm trying to find love. When you find that real one, go ahead and sit down and be like, baby, I got something to show you. Go ahead and put that about time on. Go ahead and put that on. Put the trailer on first, though. Yeah. yeah. Start with the trailer. Yeah. Start with the trailer. Forget what I was saying. Comment and about time. Got Happy runner-ups. Those are yours. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, oh, I, I mean, love movies have hit or miss trailers sometimes. But but again, there are some there are some ones that just you're like, I got I have to I gotta engage. That high school musical three trailer, bro. <laughs> that high school musical three trailer, bro, when they went from TV quality to movie quality, that trailer was sick, bro. And I'm a high school musical two supremacist. And I, I'm telling you right now, that trailer was Stop. Bro, let it, it's okay, bro. Two things can be true at once. But that trailer was incredible. You know, that that kind of feeling. Even the chick flick type of film, you know, the cheesy romance. There are some trailers that are they're friendly. I mean, not friendly. There are some trailers that are bubbly um, and engaging. You're like, yeah, I got to see this. It's going to be funny. Um, all that being said, go ahead, Willie. Pass it off, bro. All that being said, trailers are incredibly important for movies, television shows, video games. They are the doorway into the world that these people are trying to put out there. And so a great trailer, that's a great foot in the door. And a bad trailer is a good way to close the door. So all that being said, these these people need to try their best. They need to time everything correctly. They need to put their heart and soul into the trailer as much as they do into the actual game, movie, TV show. And yeah. And we're thankful at the same time for this fact that there are trailers and people who really care about, you know, the art that is a trailer. This is an important piece, you know, not just a marketing tool, but like we've said, can be in itself a work of art, um, just like the film, just like the game, just like the TV show. So um, we're so glad, Steve, you were able to join us tonight, bro. This was the perfect conversation. I'm t I told y'all, man, just to jump in. You know, it was a vibe, bro. I'm really glad. Uh, this definitely won't be the last, for sure. Please bear with me. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's it's always great to just have this discourse and this conversation with you guys and just be in the space and be on your platform. It's truly an honor. And um, more blessings to you guys, more prosperity to your vision and to your goals, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much to you as well, the listener, for tuning in for another episode of Cuzzle Wop. Whenever you tune in to Cuzzle Wop, you're always going to find two cousins, one podcast, endless entertainment.